0: What's up everybody, it is Daniel Odorinde aka Mr Wisdom and Knowledge and I'm coming to you again with another Eating Nuggets episode and I just want to say a massive thank you for the the feedback that has been given, for the support, for the reposting that has been done on the pilot episode of Eating Nuggets which was getting my swag back. Uh, I'm recording this in a place where it hasn't been a week since the podcast has actually been out yet. Uh, This is episode three. Uh, So by the time you hear this, an episode two would have come out, which I'm excited again for you guys to hear. Uh, But the reason why I'm recording this right now is just because in the time of episode one coming out to really today, which has really only been around three, four days, I've really been reflecting. Uh, And I felt that it's important for me and imperative that I go back into the subject of getting my swag back. So this Eating Nuggets episode is a part two to getting my swag back. And this episode is about me taking you a little bit deeper than I did in part one. Uh, Part one, I was very much on the surface as to describing places that I, I have been mentally and really giving you some nuggets as to... I've got out of those places uh, and I think now what I want to do is is go below the surface and and maybe and actually if I can explain how I got there upon reflection uh, and although I mentioned battling mental health and depression before uh very very few people know about what also happened and I think this is what I want to share so going in with this uh Everything that I say is, again, me being very transparent with my life and me sharing this, not for any type of clout and not for any type of sort of recognition, but sharing this because there are people out here who can also relate to this. I mentioned that I went through a lot of mental health difficulties and I went through depression uh, sometime last year. But one thing that I also went through last year was a suicide attempt. And it wasn't the first time as well. I had actually attempted to take my life, I believe, two to three years prior before. And upon reflection, I can see that the reason why it occurred again was because I didn't hit the root of why it occurred the first time Uh, so this podcast is to take you inside my mind personally of why i did what i did uh, but also give you nuggets to how i've been able to grow out of this time and by the grace of god uh, and through application and through therapy uh, as i like to call my getting my swag back sort of phase of life Something like this will never happen again. And I just want to share this to hopefully connect to anybody who may be in the same place, who may have been in the same place that can relate. uh, And to just anyone out there who can relate these nuggets and these principles to whatever sphere of life they're in. Again, you don't have to be going through depression. You don't have to be suffering from mental health uh, things. And you don't have to have attempted your life to to take these nuggets on board and to apply these principles to your life. Uh, So with that being said, I just wanna say and put context that really and truly the last two to three years of my life have been very difficult from a mental and also a spiritual uh, place. Uh, Like I mentioned, the first time I attempted to take my life was three years ago. And what I'm gonna do is, is paint a scene and I'm not gonna start three years ago because the reasons why I did so as of recent are very much the same thing upon reflection. So I'm going to take you to last year and and just paint you a picture. And last year was really one of the most difficult years of my life. Uh, I stopped doing athletics. A lot of people know that athletics is a massive part of my life. I would go to, to sleep, dreaming about going to the Olympics. If you ask me where I'd be on this day a year ago or two years ago, I'll tell you that I'll be training, I'll be pursuing the Olympics like every other sprinter, I'll be pursuing my national championships. I'll be pursuing just trying to make a, a, a national team and, and to to do the big things, I'll be pursuing that big goal. Uh, but unfortunately last year I stopped doing athletics because of a chronic knee injury that was really affecting me for, again, two to three years prior before. And it just got to a point where it got very bad It started affecting other aspects of my life and it really got me to a place where I was resenting doing what I originally loved doing. Uh, So I I took the the ownership and I made an executive decision to leave athletics. Uh, I also graduated from uni. So in that time of really leaving athletics in a space of two weeks or, or really it was like the next day, I was also working on my dissertation and thankfully I was able to graduate from uni with a first class uh in my field I was the first one in my family to graduate from a higher learning institution again with first class uh, w- with honors I was I was very proud of myself <clears throat> so that was like a catch-22 and really I never actually took I never actually took the time out to process leaving athletics so I think the first nugget that I want to tell you right now is always take the time out to process things whether it's good things whether it's bad things always take the time out to process whatever it is that you're going through because i think that if i had processed and taken the time out to actually digest the change that was happening in my life athletics not to say that i wouldn't have stopped it would have stopped me from what happened later on down the line but it would have put my mind more at ease uh, but there were a lot of things that just piled up as, as you'll only hear throughout this this podcast episode. So like I mentioned, I left athletics, I graduated from uni, so a low and a high. And then I, I really moved out of, of home properly. Uh, I moved out when I was 16 to go to college and then I went to uni. So I was still in a bubble. Now I was really... In the big fish, like Chance Rapper says, and I was I was thrown in a sea of living by myself properly with no real institution. Uh and then also throughout that time I was I was juggling a relationship. Uh I was juggling a relationship that was going through its ups and downs <clears throat> and it was very difficult to do that, also. Uh I'm not gonna go into too much light on that, but It was really just trying to find a happy medium. Uh, And as well as doing that, I was going through a very difficult work situation uh, as the year went on, and it led me to change jobs and change, kind of divert my career path, which I never anticipated at the beginning of the year. If not, if you ask me four years prior before, and I was also going through insecurities with my faith, questioning my faith, Uh, And as well as that, I was trying to explore my family tree. I was going into a place where I had questions and I wanted answers. And this time, more than any other time, I really wanted to take actions to find those answers. So this was really my scope of the year last year. And one thing that I can say is that throughout that year, I found it very difficult to answer the question of what I wanted. And I think moving on from my first nugget, my second nugget in life, and, I, and I'm only realising this upon reflection, and it links back to, to three years ago when I attempted to take my life, I didn't know what I wanted. And if I knew what I wanted, I, I, I wasn't strong enough in what I wanted. Like I mentioned, I was going through a lot of insecurities with my faith. I wanted to explore my family tree uh, and I was juggling my relationship. And the most common thing about those three situations and also really with my work situation was that on one hand, I may have known what I wanted, but on the other hand, I was never constant with what I wanted. Uh, I was very much easily swayed within those things. For example, for a long time, I've always wanted to reach out to my biological father. Uh, Again, this is something that I've never spoken about publicly, but it's something that I think just when when you're black and African or whatever, it's kind of the norm that you have a single parent and that single parent is your mum and she's a mother and the father. But me and my two sisters were raised by a strong black queen with my mother Uh, and not to go into all of that but there were times throughout the years where I've always wanted to reach out and just understand what happened question what happened find out what happened meet the man who was part of the the cohort that put me into this world but I was never able to really fulfill those things I was always kind of told I shouldn't have been always protected from that and it played on me that's something that i won't lie about same thing about my faith uh there were times throughout the last three years where i went through phases of my faith and again when i wanted to express something or explore something i was always protected and told not to and again it played on me uh within my relationship we went through difficulties at the time my partner at the time and at the time in my relationship where I wanted to do certain things, but I was always protected and told not to, and it played on me. As you can hear, a lot of things played on me because there were things that I wanted to do, but there were things, or better yet, there were people who were telling me, protecting me from their perspective, and just advising me not to do those things or to do other things. And it was very, very difficult at a time to try and please everyone and yourself. So moving on to my third nugget, I want to let you know that it is impossible for you to please everybody and yourself. I mentioned three years ago, I attempted to take my life and really the the offset of that was me trying to please everybody about and myself about one of those things that I mentioned. Uh, And it just led me to a place where I didn't know what to do. I didn't I didn't know what my identity was and I thought that I couldn't make everybody and myself happy at once. And I resorted into attempting to take my life. And I went through a phase where I spoke to, to professionals, like I mentioned before, mental health is something and depression is something that's kind of a taboo within the black community and sometimes within some faith. So it's like, I think the reason why it occurred again is because... And, and again, being a young black man, I kind of had to just brush it off. And I brushed it off to a point where I believe that same year I went and ran the fastest time of my life in 10.55, if I'm not correct, or it might have been the year before where I had probably the most consistent seasons of my life. Uh... But I was really sitting face to face with a professional two weeks before having to fly out to a warm weather training camp, just to put context, to where I was two to three years ago. Like that's how serious my situation was. I remember having my mum beside me and and I'm sitting with a professional and what I'm saying to her is I need to fly out to Tenerife. And I'm saying this after overdosing on pills, and having blood all over my wrist because I was self-harming at the same time. Like, just to put context, my priorities weren't in the right place. And I think, again, that's one of the reasons why it occurred again, because I didn't take the time out to be present to where I was and to tackle where I was then and there. Some people can relate to this type of attitude. I'm someone who I'm real fast going with things. When one thing's happened, when one thing happens, it's on to the next one. When another thing happens, it's on to the next one. If you listen to, if you listen to the podcast with Ruben, he kinda of t- kind of talks about it with athletics, that you never really celebrate your successes because it's the next thing. That's a competitive mindset. And it was the same thing that I really had here. Although I was in a in a very weak and vulnerable place mentally. And also physically, you could say, my mind wasn't even on trying to dig myself out from this place it was on something else Uh, fast forward three years later the same thing occurred because I didn't take the time out to address what needed to be addressed and like I was mentioning before I was trying to make everybody and me happy and that's where I went wrong and even two and a half to three years ago to, to the time very recently where I attempted to take my life there was always a song that I was singing and there was always a song that was in my head and it's by Nico and Vince uh, and it's entitled, Am I Wrong? And the lyrics are like, am I wrong for thinking of, for thinking out the box from where I stand? Am I wrong for choosing another way? And when I listen to that song and even when I listen to it now, it gives me chills because at the point three years ago and at the point recently when I was exploring all of these things I was made to feel wrong for wanting to step out the box from where I stood I was made to feel wrong and I was made to to feel sad about myself and not deliberately again everything that I say no one meant malice for the advice that they were giving me but I felt wrong in myself should I say because it felt like me exploring these things, me wanting to reach out to my biological father, me wanting to explore and really question my faith and find what it is that I truly believed, me wanting to be in the relationship that I was in and do certain things within that relationship. Because it wasn't always accepted or agreed on by the people around me, I felt that I was mistreating. I felt like I wasn't doing justice to those people around me. For example, some of you can agree that Like, especially if if you come from a single-parent home, that parent is like a god. Like, you do everything to make her proud. You do everything to make him happy so that when you graduate, when you run at this competition, when you get this job, when you start your own company, when you do whatever it is that you do, you want them to be happy with it. Sometimes that isn't always going to be the case. Understand that the goal in life isn't to make everybody and you happy, because that's possible. The goal in life is to make you happy and to be surrounded by people who respect, understand and support that. And recent, as of recent, I found myself in a place where I was trying to make everybody and me happy and it wasn't working. And I really didn't know how to handle it. And I didn't know how to handle it. And I was attempting to make everybody and me happy because I didn't know who I was. If you hear what I'm saying now, find out who you are. Because it's easy to be born into something and take that as everything that you are. And I'm not here telling everybody to like, just cause an uproar. What I'm telling people to do and if you're listening to this what I want you to take away from this as a nugget is to find out who you are. Don't take on board something because someone just told you to without really questioning it. Find out who you are. Find out what it is that makes you you. And find out out what it is that you want to make you, you. Because at the end of the day, you live for yourself. And my difficulties were with certain things in my life. Again, I named around seven things prior before us. to so what happened last year. But it's like for me, I didn't know who I was with certain things. And I didn't know what my identity was and not knowing who you are is one of the biggest causes to falling into places like I felt like I fell into like for myself it was the biggest thing that made me fall into a place that I fell into because I didn't know who I was I didn't really know what I was standing for was I standing for trying to do what this person told me to do or was I standing for trying to do what Society tells me to do. Am I standing for what I want to do? Am I standing for what my friend is saying is right? Like, I was having so many things thrown my way that I didn't know who and what to stand for. And it affected me because I was, again, trying to please everybody and me. And that's impossible. Now I see. Uh, And one thing led to another, again, like I mentioned athletics, uni, moving out, relationship, breaking up, work situations changing, career paths diverting, having insecurities with my faith, expressing the pursuit to explore, my family tree, all things led to another. And I was in a place where I began self-harming and then I, I attempted to take my life. and. Looking back on it, especially the the most recent time. Sometimes you have to sit and just thank God for the life that you have. And I'm not here and I'm not going to even start the conversation of. Is it selfish to take your life and this and that? Because you have to be in a place to understand it. And as I speak to you now, I speak from a place where it's like. I am just so grateful to have been given, I can't even call it a second chance because it's like your first chance is life. And then I tried to take it one time and that was my second chance. So to be given this third chance, I'm just so grateful for, because again, for me, the reason why I took my life is because I felt that I was alone. I felt that I couldn't speak about certain things. And it's, if you follow the Instagram wisdom and knowledge, I mentioned it last week that the reason why I went into my depression and why I found it so difficult is because for me, I didn't think anybody deserved to hear what I was going through. Again, if you watch the podcast from from before episode two of Ruben, he talks about him not opening up to things because he didn't want to be a baggage onto anyone. And it was the same thing with me. I found it so difficult to communicate myself, which is why, for me, depression turned into self-harming and self-harming turned into suicide because I didn't know how to speak. I didn't know really who to speak to. And it sounds crazy because people will say, but you've got friends and you've got family. But it's like, although you've got those people, when I'm in that place or when you're in that place, it doesn't feel like you have anyone. And I think people who have gone through what, the things I'm talking about can really agree and understand and maybe relate to this. If not, then it's just a personal thing with myself. But that's what it felt like. And upon reflection, what I needed to do was really, really, really push myself. And like I said, I think it was in episode one, your change has to come from within. Like, it really has to. And, all, and it's crazy because I could be with people talking about things and still not talk about the elephant or address the elephant in the room. And I think when there's an elephant, always address it. If you hear a nugget that, if you take a nugget away from this, if there is ever an elephant in the room, always address it, whether it's personal, or whether it's external, if there is ever an elephant in the room, always address it, because there are many times where I had conversations with people, and there was an elephant in my heart, there was an elephant in my mind, there was an elephant in my life, and there were times where you get that message of, yo, how are you, is everything good, and there are times where, all the time for me, it was just, yeah, I'm fine, But if I had taken the step to addressing the elephant in my life, the I'm fine would have turned into I'm not fine. And it's okay not to be okay. So my nugget is always address the elephant in the room and always understand and never feel any type of way when you don't feel the right way. Because we are only human beings. So I went from there again, just to to continue on with the story, and I attempted to take my life and I found myself in hospital and I think and it was in this time where I just my eyes opened up like a hundred folds and it propelled me on to the whole getting my swag back thing because it was really after the hospital that I had to be real, real, real honest with myself. Honest with myself about the things that I was talking about before. About what it is that I want to pursue as a career. What it is that I want to see as a man. What it is that I want to unpick about myself. What it is that I want to follow the ways in which I want to live my life. And my nugget here is, it's okay, if people don't understand. Like, I remember seeing a picture, and there was a quote. I don't know if Kanye ever said this, but I think Kanye's picture was on it, and he said, and, I, and I'm going to use some explicit language, he said, I don't give a fuck what people think, because people don't think. And for me, what I learned coming out of that place is that, Daniel, you have to find out you have to pursue and you have to fight and you have to understand what it is that you really want. And I had to take ownership of that point of my life and really, and I call it a lot, the people that I spoke to, the close people that I spoke to, when I described myself in that time, there are a handful of people that can attest, that can vouch and and I, and I was saying that I feel like this is really me becoming a man. I feel like this was my boy to man phase. Like there's a, there's a, there's a verse in the Bible and, and the verse is when I was a child, I'll think like a child, reason like a child and act like a child. But now that I am a man, I leave my child just ways behind. And I think it was really me becoming a man and just stepping into what it means to be a man, making decisions for myself actually having decisions for myself. Because there are many people who's, who base their life upon decisions made by other people. I had to really tell myself, Daniel, you have to now be happy with the things that you see around you. So I began making decisions for myself. And one of the decisions was to go through with therapy. I personally went through talking therapy And it was absolutely beautiful. My therapist was amazing. And he allowed me to put my thoughts right in front of me and see them in plain sight. Ben Jordan always told me this, and it's crazy. I'm going back and I'm going to come back again. I think it was a week after I got out of hospital, I went back home to see my family. And I called Ben Jordan, uh, Big Up PC, He's the one who films the Lifetime Principles. And I, and I went to him and I said, Ben, I'm, I'm ready to film. <laughs> I, th- this is me fresh off the back of coming out of hospital. I was in hospital for four or four, five days. I told Ben, I'm ready to film. I've got a story to tell. And I t- obviously Ben had reached out to me and he was like, bro, are you sure? And I was like, bro, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and, and Ben said to me, amongst other things he said to me, Daniel, in life, you're not always going to get the answers. Like sometimes you won't always get the answers, but you'll know what to do with the questions. And fast forward as I'm going through therapy, some people see therapy as a place where they get all the answers. No, I assume that first as well. One thing that I learned about therapy is that it just helped me know what, it helped me know where to place the questions. Like, if you look at the back of your TV, I remember back in the day when there was always hella wires behind TVs, PlayStation 3, I mean, PlayStation 2, I'm from the OG days, PlayStation 2, Nintendo, Wii's, all those wires. You look behind your TV, you've got all the wires. Sometimes a goal isn't putting the plugs into the sockets. Sometimes a goal is just untangling the wires so that it's clean. And that was my outlook as I went through therapy, and it was absolutely amazing. And I really want to give a public shout-out to... Rick Ross calls it... He, he has a line, he goes, I, I took my case to trial, I had a dream team. OJ had a dream team, and he references OJ Simpson. And I really had a dream team as I was in hospital and also coming out of hospital. Amanda was a, a, a key figure who visited me. Gardine was the one who caught... Called me, called me, called me, and actually was the first one to be there when I was in hospital. She drove down. Ava, like, she was there for both episodes. Or present and, yeah, was there for both episodes. And my sisters were an immense figure at that time. Both Rachel and Rebecca. A great person in my life was someone who was also there as well. Cage, a brother of mine, who if you watched our first Instagram live, was on there with me. A brother of mine who came to visit me and and really just showed me that I had people around me. And especially from a male's point of view, who loved me dearly, like, he really made me Understand that. I remember we sat down together, and he, and he was like, "Bro, never again." And I'm sure he'd be okay with me saying this, and he, and he just started breaking down in front of me. And again, as a black man, to see that from another black man, that was so touching for me because, again, we're taught not to even have emotions. We're taught what, brush that off. Uh, that there was so many key people. Sahir, who I went to university with, was a key figure who I'd always speak to and just reach out to. She was actually there when I first attempted suicide at university. A mentor at the time of mine from work was an immense figure as well, who even pushed me to go to therapy. And I will always be indebted to her for pushing me and telling And she told me, she said, Daniel. Like, she was stern with me. She said, and sometimes you need this. Sometimes in life you need someone to be stern with you to help you understand that what you're going through is serious and and the change that needs to happen in your life is mandatory. She said, Daniel, the first thing she said to Daniel, you have to be transparent in this. You have to own this phase. And then it was a Daniel, don't talk to me until you get yourself back. Like, there are some people that you need in life that just keep it trill with you. As in, get yourself back. I don't want to see a broken down Daniel that isn't the Daniel that I, I, I've always known. And she really challenged me to just get my swag back. She said, I'm a, I need to give you space right now because you ain't the Daniel that, that I know. Sometimes you need that tough love from some people, again, you're going to need that that soft love from others, but you also need that tough love. And she gave me that tough love there. And I just want to publicly thank her for that. Because again, at the time, I found it very difficult to accept. And my boys at the time as well, Reuben James, even Retch Zanson, Like, I remember me, Ruben, Retch, Zanson and James, we met up. And God bless Ruben, like, from then on, although he was doing it before. But from then on, I always opened up myself to surrounding myself with people because I truly understood moving on from that, that you need to be with people. And that's another nugget. If you're not surrounding yourself with people, it's easy to feed into your own negative self, your own negative talk, your own negative thought process. It's easy to feed into that. So I began to try and always put myself out there, although I find it difficult, and you're probably thinking that, why do you find it difficult to socialise and stuff? But although I found it difficult, again, just with lifestyles and everything, But to be around people, be around my boys. But I'm very grateful for my dream team and all my boys from then on and just the support that I got from people who semi-knew what I was going through but never really knew. Uh, And just also my therapist and, like, my work situation. I'm just so grateful for them. Like, this is kind of... This is, like, the part of the podcast where it's turning into, like, a shout-out. Kind of like J. Cole's outro to one of his albums, but I'm just grateful to them because if I hadn't gone through that process where I'm in a phase, where I'm in a place now where I'm standing on my two feet, I remember I was speaking to Amanda and I was speaking to one of my boys and on the phone, and they were just like, you sound happy. And the reason why I sound so much happier now is because I've learned that the key to life is understanding that you can't make everybody happy in you. The key to life is knowing that you have to make yourself happy and surround yourself with people who support that. The key to life is knowing that life is the biggest and greatest gift. The key to life is knowing that you don't want to ever be in a position where You ask yourself, what if? And the next thing you never want to be in a position of is doing something, it not working out, and you resenting someone else or the person who gave you that advice or that direction. That's the last thing you ever want to do. And I was in phases where I was doing that. Relationships were were taking hits because... I listened to you, and I'm not happy with where I am now. Never put yourself in that predicament again. My boy, whenever I used to ask (laughs) Ruben for advice at college, and even now to this day, a man's first line is always, bro, do what you need to do. Bro, you do what you want to do. And it's real. You have to learn in life to to make an action, but to also live with it. And it's easy to listen to what someone says, it not work out, and and point the finger at them. But one thing that is so much more rewarding is to say, I want to do this. You do it. And the accomplishment that you get from it is so rewarding. Like, now I'm in a place where I'm connecting to my family tree and And it makes me think, if I had not done this and, God forbid, died, not knowing, how would I have felt? Not knowing a grandma, a grandfather, a biological father, an auntie, a cousin. Imagine if I had not explored myself to find that my faith lies here. Or my heart lies there. Or my career path is here. That regret will only eat up. And as I come to the end of this podcast, I challenge all people listening right now. One, do not live a life of what ifs, but live a life of I dids. Whether those I dids got you a W or got you an L, live a life of I dids. I challenge anyone right now, like I said, to always address the elephant in your heart, always address the elephant in in the room, in, in your mind, by communicating. And to really, really, really understand that you have to find your identity. One of the the quickest ways to lose yourself is to not know yourself. One of the quickest ways to lose yourself is to not know yourself. I don't want anyone close to me or anyone that listens to this or anyone in general to ever go through what I've gone through to have learned the lessons that I've learned. So please don't learn through experience in this in this field, but learn through observation and hearing. Find yourself before you lose yourself. It's not gonna be easy, there's gonna be friction, but it's better for you to make a decision and be happy and to make a decision that you want than to always outsource and be upset because if you always outsource, your happiness is always dependent upon a source that isn't you. Like your life can never be happy unless you get advice from people because all your decisions are based from the advice that people give you. And I'm not talking down upon advice, but I'm saying ultimately, learn how to make decisions for yourself. Because that's one thing a lot of people don't know how to do. Learn how to say, I want this. And understand that it's okay that you might want something that other people may not want for you or want for themselves. But learn how to make decisions for yourself. Learn how to be an independent decision maker with anything. Some people don't even know what breakfast they want. They be asking Snapchat, they be asking Instagram. Some people really be out here. Doing polls for what breakfast should I eat today? Or always asking people. Again, that's just a small little example, but I hope you understand what I mean by there are just some people who just can't make decisions themselves. If you're one of those people, challenge yourself to go within before you go externally. Because for me, I'm really in a place right now where I am happy and all praise is due to the Most High for that, for the experience that I've had to go through because if if it had not been for that experience and if it had not been for him, I wouldn't be here. Like I I don't regret going through what I had gone through, especially to be in a place that I'm in right now because if, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be here my swag wouldn't have been my swag. I love Jordan 1s. If I hadn't gone through what I went through, I'd be wearing like SBs or dunks <laughs> or like mids. My sneakerheads and the people who know their stuff will know what I'm talking about. Like I love retros. That's my swag. But if I didn't learn what my identity was, if I didn't learn how to do things for myself, I'll just be wearing mids and, and SBs and dunks that look like Jordan 1s but aren't Jordan 1s. I really, really, really hope that this podcast resonates with someone. Because for me, I felt it needed to be said. And for anyone going through any type of self-harming, depression, thinking about suicide, reach out to a professional, learn how to communicate it. And if it's you that's listening to this, understand that the person that you need is within you. Understand that you are strong, Understand that you are fearfully, fearlessly and abundantly able to be the person that you need to be. That you're wonderfully created by God. That you had a purpose before anybody had an opinion. That the fact that you are here is because the creator said that you were worthy. There's a reason why you're here. Do not cut yourself short from the greatness that you were born and formed to attain, achieve and also share with those around you. I honestly hope this resonates with someone. Connect with a professional Seek advice. Seek your closest network. Seek your family. But most importantly, seek someone who you trust. A lot of people throw out terminologies of people that they should seek. Throwing out this, seek someone and speak to someone who you trust. Without rambling on any further, I want to bring this to a close right now. And I pray and hope that Like I said before, those listening take something from this. And I just speak life into anyone listening into this world at such a time. For God, our creator, to to bless all people with sound mental health, sound physical health, sound mind and a sound body, peace, love, and just serenity in all that they do. I've hoped you enjoyed episode three of the Eating Nuggets podcast. I hope there are nuggets you've been able to take from this podcast. And I hope there are nuggets that you're able to and will share with those who you see fit. This is Daniel Odorinde, Mr. Wisdom and Knowledge, signing out of episode number three, Getting My Swag Back, part two. Peace.